Hey, Jason. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Yeah? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> about having another powwow with you and doing a podcast leading the serving. You enjoying summer? I am. I am. Very it's, cool. At least it's warm outside. I'm, I'm uh, not a huge fan of the cold, but, you know, hey, I'll take the good with the bad. I'm... When, once we uh, exited the 70s, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm ready to stay inside now. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cooler weather. Right. Not the, the not the cold weather. Yeah. I like the I like the moderate mid temps. Yes. Yeah. Anywhere in the upper 40s to 70s, I'm happy. Yeah. That's that's good for me. We should we should probably move to California or something. But that would sound like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving. I don't even want to move across the street, much less California. Right. Oh man, we got too many kids to move, man. Oh, that's true. That's just yeah, that's true. A lot of stuff. That, there's that, that. a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics to that yeah. too. <laughs> and my wife does a really good job of downsizing all the time. Yeah, we're always you know moving things out or just, oh nice you know just not keeping things. So that's one thing I have not done. You know, yeah, spring you're supposed to do that, like spring cleaning. That whole, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. Yeah, maybe that's a summer cleaning yeah. now. You're kind of the stuff guy too. You like to well, I never you like to buy and sell, and I do. And so that means you probably have a inventory somewhere. I might. That's, that's how I. That's how I view your. Do you have a three car garage? I might. Yeah. How Is many it? How many cars park in the garage? Maybe one. Okay. <laughs> hey, so today it's my wife's car. Just just for okay. clarification. Yeah, that's a good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So today, what we're going to talk about is knowing yourself to be able to lead yourself. Right. <laughs> Great. This is perfect timing, right? Yeah. We're yeah. Chris didn't know that we were going to use him as a self study. So. Right. <laughs> no. Well, once again, we will try not to. How's no, that? it's okay. How's that sound? No. Um, so, I know that we talked. Um, let's see, not last week, but the week before, but about you know. Um, vision and, and things like that. But I think we, you know, one other aspect that we didn't talk about is knowing yourself, which I think is huge. We need to have yeah. that conversation Yeah. Um, probably before the other one, but just the timing of things has hit right that we have this conversation in light of today's podcast yeah. and what we're talking about. Well, and this is a tool that we've talked about in the past. Yes. And we're kind of, I mean, we're kind of revitalizing yeah. some of them. And, and it's reviewing. always, I always appreciate coming back around to talk about these again, because it's always a great time to just do a quick reflection on yeah. maybe you've already done this maybe but, absolutely and and maybe you need to revisit it again right and really this is the type of leadership tool that we should keep in front of ourselves mm-hmm. um, weekly if not daily I mean huh. thinking about um, you know thinking about this this trend in our lives that, right um, we'll go ahead and throw it out there that <clears throat> that who we are and so knowing ourselves is right. that we've got we've got underlying tendencies Right. That when something happens, we have a tendency to respond, react, mm-hmm. or you know, move in a certain way. Right. Because of that, just deep seated tendency. It's it's how we're wired. It's right. how we're made, and and those things probably aren't going to change. It's funny we're having this conversation too because I had a breakfast meeting this morning with somebody who's a leader, and mm-hmm. I said, "Have you taken the five voices?" And he said, "No," and I said, "You totally need to do that, and I'll tell you why, because you need to know from where you operate from." You need yeah. to know what is putting energy towards your in your bucket and what's taking energy out of your bucket. Yeah. And if you don't, it's harder to deal with everything else. Absolutely. And so it comes back to that five voices again. Take the test. Mm-hmm. It's it's a 10, 15 minute thing. Yep. And it is a great wor- time. You know, it's a great 
mm-hmm. information and yeah. wisdom. To and there's the always a link in the show notes. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I encouraged him to do the same thing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, knowing yourself, knowing those, those underlying tendencies um, helps us understand, like you were saying, what what puts energy in the bucket, what takes energy out, right? you know, what, what fuels us. Cause you know, there are certainly some things in life that I just absolutely love doing. I could, you know, some of them I could do in my sleep <clears throat> and I just want to, you know, when I do those things, I don't feel like it's work. Right. Right. You know? But then there's plenty of other things that right. feels a lot like work. Very you know? daunting. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just, you know, it takes energy to do those things. And, right. um, and so, you know, that's about our, our, our output in life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we look at ourselves, there's a lot of, um, we kind of create a reality around ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, of, uh, you know, asking the question, what's it like to be on the opposite side of the table from Jason Kemp? Right. You know, what's it like being on the opposite side of, of Chris Wood? Right. You know, and, you know, and like every good, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're getting ready to go out on a, you know, a date or, you know, you're heading out for, you know, going to somebody's wedding or something like that, and you're all dra- dance dressed up and um, you spend two hours at a wedding and realize you've had, you know, pepper in your teeth. Right. <laughs> you want somebody to point that out and say, right. hey, stop, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. so it, you know, this knowing yourself to lead yourself is, is looking in the mirror at yourself. Right. You know, where, where do I have pepper in my teeth? Where do I, um, you know, what's it like sitting on the opposite side of the table? When right. you sit down with a one-on-one with your, you know, with your team, with an employee, or you're, uh, you know, fixing a customer service issue in your business, right. you know, what's it like being on the opposite side of you? Because right. we all have these, these deep-seated tendencies, and they're probably not going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. But those tendencies cause us to act in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, because we act in a certain way, that action has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Right. Right? Good consequences are fine. Right. <laughs> um, we, and, don't, we don't really talk about it when it's a good consequence. But right. this we, is so true. Like, it's, yeah. either, it's either positive or it's negative. It's yeah. one of the two. And so that creates a reality around you. Mm-hmm. Totally. This is what it's like to do business with Chris Wood because um, I've I've seen his actions that create a positive or negative right. consequence that leads to a reality, and either I want to be a part of that or I I, I want to stay away from it. Right. 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 And so, understanding how our tendencies lead to that reality. Right. And where we can break that cycle mm-hmm. is that you know maybe we have a tendency that when. Um, Trying to think, we should have thought of examples before we hit record, but here we are. (laughs) Well, I'm sure I can come up with something. You know, um, this is so real. You know, say somebody who grew up um, uh, in a very low income, almost, you know, poverty level type, Mm -hmm. um, that any type of, you know, if they're in a financial industry or they they need, they depend on cash flow for the business, if anything negative happens financially, Mm-hmm. You know, the market crashes or right. there's some unrest or something that can create a, a action or response where, man, we tighten the screws. Right. You know, we're going to you know, we're going to put a halt on spending and, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, yeah. whatever that might be, that creates positive or negative consequences in your business. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, your money guy is probably going like, oh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good on you. I mean, thanks for right. thanks for sh- slowing it down because our right. cash flows. 
Dr- drying up a little right, bit. Yeah. You know, it'll it'll recover, but you know, we got to be careful. Right. Um, but the person who needs to spend might be going, "Oh my goodness, you can never get anything done around here." Right. So you might even be creating positive and negatives yes. around your tendencies, and that mm-hmm. creates a reality of what what it's like to work with you. Mm-hmm. And so where we can break that is from that tendency to the action that that comes out of us. Just yeah. that um, that we create patterns over time. When the, when the stock market dips, I get stressed and I tend to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next time the stock market dips, I'm going to feel that stress, but I'm going to make decisions in advance that if this is what happens, here's how I'm going to respond. Here's how I'm going to act in this. Right. My gut says to do this, but I know the best thing is to do this. Right. And so we have to change those patterns of action in our lives that we're not going to be able to change the tendency. Mm-hmm. Stock market dipping is always going to make you stressful. <laughs> right. But we can choose to, okay, I'm not going to tighten the screws 100%. Right. I, we're just going to go to 50%. Well, and at some level, like to your point, right, knowing yourself, you need to recognize whether this is an emotional relax, reaction or a truly a reaction that knowing with the information that's come down the pipe. So. If yes, if your cash flow is is getting cut back, then yes, you need to make different choices to try to right. help adjust that. But if it's just emotional from your past, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. These things are indicative of your past. I get it, but they're also not indicative of your future because you're in a different point now. Right. And many business owners, if they don't know themselves well, they can't manage mm-hmm. themselves well, and therefore those stresses come out in their business. Right. right. So, right. Um, I mean, I've been there and done that. And been down, I'm like, everything you just said, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like hidden spot on, right? Like, so right. at some level, we've all gone through some different levels and different financial crunches at different points. If you're a business owner and haven't gone through a financial crunch, then I, I'd be a little shocked because there's many people who have gone through that, that growth curve and recognizing right. that there's consequences with their actions. And sometimes they're personal. Sometimes they're business related. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends on what it is. So knowing your consequences, knowing your tendencies, knowing where you're operating from Mm -hmm. is huge. Right. Right. I mean, I, I like doing a lot of creative work. Mm -hmm. Um, I've dabbled in graphic design and things like that. Um, but I'm also a deadlines help me. Okay. Um, it's so, uh, I guess I'm just trying to say it nicely that I procrastinate. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, I, you know, if I've got two weeks to do a design, right? I'll mull on it for two weeks, right? But I may not put, yeah, I may not put pen to paper or mouse to pen yeah. screen or whatever it is, you right. know, until kind of right at the deadline, mm-hmm. you know. And I do really good work under pressure mm-hmm. when it's spread out, and I'm like, oh, I've got two weeks to do this. I'll work on it for an hour here, an hour there, right? I, I think I, my quality doesn't. Is, isn't as good sometimes hmm. um, that I need that pressure. It, it sharpens my focus and I get, get I get more done it. faster probably, you know? Yeah. And so that is my tendency. Okay. And I know I've got coworkers mm-hmm. who like seeing that rough draft yep. a week in advance, right? <laughs> getting the feedback on it then, you know, rather than, um, Hey, this has to be out by five o'clock. Right. At Could 10 you a- take a look at this? Well, I'm like 10 AM. That's a great time for a rough draft. That's still get, I've still got seven hours. I can, <laughs> I can work on the feedback. Um, you know, that's, um, you know, it's important for the team around me right. to see that draft earlier, right. you know? And so 
I want to create the reality around myself that, man, Jason does some good creative work mm-hmm. and it's high quality and he listens to our feedback. We incorporate right. it. This is, you know, you know, I want to create that, but if I procrastinate, you know, I've, I have waited until a deadline right. and forgotten that a couple of teammates were out for the weekend or, oh, no. you know, so I'm sitting there on a Friday going, well, I hope this is what everybody wants. <laughs> right. You know, cause I waited, you know, and so how do I affect the patterns of my actions through that? Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm learning on how to create um, faux deadlines, I guess. Right. You know, just just try to give you yourself your own yeah. pressure. And how do I how do I create accountability around that so that um, the teammate that really likes seeing that rough draft, right? He's holding me accountable. Going, hey, yeah. hey we were going to look at that today. Do you have that ready for the meeting this afternoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do have a deadline. Here we go. <laughs> right. And I can you know I can give myself permission and space to mm-hmm. you know. So we've got things that affect our decisions are, you know, it's not just our, our how we're wired at yep. the root level. It's how we were brought up, the environments we were part of. Right. And it's the choices we made along the way. Correct. Correct. You know, some things are thrust on us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you went through, um, say I'm horrible with dates. What was it? 08? The, yeah. There was the big the, the crash. Right. Yeah. The big Too crash. Yeah. You know, um, if you went through that as a business owner versus not going through, that's going to affect your decisions. Right. And, you know, maybe you made a decision along the way of I'm going to risk for for this. Mm-hmm. And man, that went bad. So I'm right. never going to risk that again. Right. But three years later, that might be the right risk you need to take. Right. And so understanding yourself, knowing your tendencies, knowing where you're coming from, where you're going, that just helps you lead yourself so much better throughout Right. And I I think this is like, I mean, I don't know if you've read the, there's so many books out there talking about leadership and that stuff. And this is one of those things like knowing yourself and growing yourself, I think is key. Right. Yeah. So it is, it is the one thing like I, everybody's always like, you need to make sure you're continuing to grow. Even as a business leader, I always try to keep learning, keep reading, keep, don't stop. It's not, absolutely. it's, it's a, a constant evolution process yeah, of absolutely. just like business. Absolutely. It's just, you just, you can't stop. Yeah. So that, I mean, where we're headed here in just a few moments, mm-hmm. we, we don't have an interview today. We're going to talk uh, one more deep dive on um, kind of the, the differences between what if I start my own business? Right. What if I buy an existing business mm-hmm. or uh, the third option, franchising, right? right. Um, you know, I'm investing in a, uh, a system, you know, that right. I can, that I can run. Um, the decision to make these three things, you know, to dive into one of those three also depends on knowing ourselves. Right. You know, it's true. Which am I going to be better at? Right. You know, what what kind of support do I need? What kind of, can I do it all on my own or, you know, and I, or can I all, can I start on my own? Right. You know, cause that's truly, I think every business owner realizes pretty quickly, you can't do everything on your own. Right. I mean, do you help? Do you thrive better under high challenge? Mm Mm-hmm. Then maybe entrepreneurism right. is your path. Do you thrive better under high support? Right. You know, and so maybe a franchise or you know buy an existing business. You know, how, what is your tendency around learning and yeah. and being able to succeed? And you know, that's that's important work. Right. So. This is great advice for those starting down this avenue of what that's we're going right. to talk about today. That's right. It's amazing. So, leaders out there, don't be afraid to hold up the mirror. Right. Check. Yes. Check for the pepper in your teeth. <laughs> if you can't take the pepper in your teeth, then you, you might take a little longer to help yourself grow. Yes. Yes. So. That's a good word. That's a good word. All right. 
All right. You ready to jump over? Yeah, let's do All it. All right. We'll see you back in just a moment. So, Jason, I want to talk about something today. Um, I have been thinking about this and trying to ponder it from multiple different views. So, okay. we've been... Um, I personally started my business on my own with a with a um, a helper, a partner, um, and we took off. And I just knew that that's what I wanted to do at the time. As I've gotten down the road and further on down the road, I have bumped into other business owners as well who have purchased their businesses, and I've thought back and forth about how that looks from different views. And so I would like to break that down a little bit. Let's do it. You know, we've talked about businesses on so many different levels. Let's talk about this. And I'm not just talking about like a franchise. Um, let's, let's set that aside for a different day. I'm talking about, do I go out tomorrow, hang out my own shingle and start my business? Or do I buy a business that's doing that already Okay. That is another mom and pop shop for lack of better. Right. One that's like, already developed. Yeah. We're not talking like Subway or anything. Has like some that. maturity to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, and I've gone back and forth from this, and I'm just, you know, I thought this would be a great place to tease this out, and you and I could push back and forth on this. But tomorrow, if I went out and decided, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start my own, um, I don't know, pick it, anything. It's, I'm going to go out and start. Let's just do a retail. A ret- there you go. A retail shop. Selling a product. Selling a product. Yep. So tomorrow I'm going to, so tomorrow I need to find a shop, a place to have this at, right? Right. I need to find materials to put in that place to sell. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also, if, if you think about the other side of it, the bigger side of it, you got to have the finances to do that. Right. So many people who decide that they want to do a business owner or they become a business owner, they have to either personally finance that or they have to go out and try to figure out how to get a loan. Right. Well, many, many banks will not take a new startup like that. They will not finance you. So right. you do a personal guarantee, right? Mm-hmm. So at that level, you either have to have some equity in something, whether it's a house, whether it's stock, whether it's right. something, you have to have some value out there that you have saved up, or maybe you just have a big uh, savings account, you know right, what I mean? Right. Checking account and something so that you, cause for those that have been planning on it and have taken years to do it, to mm-hmm. figure out that they want to do it, they, that they've saved up money to do it. Right. Where if I was decided that you had a retail business and I decided that I wanted to purchase it at, since you've been up and running, your business had been up and running for a while. You have numbers to prove where you've been, where you've come from, and where you right. are currently, right? So then at that point, I can take that to the SBA or a bank mm-hmm. or some right, um, right. business place where they recognize those numbers. And granted, they don't. there's multiple places that don't always take those, but I'm sure you can find a lender out there that can give you a loan based on those numbers. Does right. that make sense? Exactly. So... We're working from two different avenues. Yep. One avenue, you've got to come up with all this money out of your pocket to try to conv- to start your hang your own shingle. You've got to do all the legwork to try to create an environment to be able to do the resale. You've got to create, get your product. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your building. So there's a lot there. 
more times than not, when you go in and purchase a business, it's either in the midst of a lease or already in a retail space. So it's right. not something that you have to think about as much. You just need to go in and figure out how you're going to pick up that system and run with it. Right. 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 So there's two very different thought processes on some level that going into this, thinking about how you're going to best, best make right. the decision on how to do it. And so I've been thinking about this because I know people who have done both, right? Mm -hmm. I have a good friend who owns his own business and he has started several and he's also bought some. Um, and so I keep going back and forth with which one's the better option. And right. so let's break down the pros and the cons, right? The pro of starting your own shop is it's you. <laughs> right, right. And then the con is it's you. <laughs> so well, we're making a lot of headway here. <laughs> aren't we? Like, and so it's trying to, and, and you, you're limited on the finances of your startup because of, right. you know, oftentimes of whatever your financial limitation is, right? Right. So if you had a million dollars, I guess your threshold is a lot higher than if you have $10. It's not right. right. But if you walked in and you had enough financial backing that you had a decent position, and then you showed them that the business you're getting ready to buy is in a decent financial position, mm -hmm. then you have to take out a loan, right? Right. And and some for you know anybody that listens to Dave Ramsey, you're not nobody's a huge on the idea of taking out a loan, which I get it. So, but if you're buying an asset, there's a different frame of mind that goes with that. That's you know you're breaking right. that out right? rather than I need the twenty five hundred dollar TV and I can't buy it today. Right. Yeah. Something. You're not yeah. more than likely going you're on credit. You're right. You're still sacrificing <clears throat> at some level. Whether you start hanging your own shingle or you buy a business, you're going to have to sacrifice through the process, like every business owner does. Right. 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 So that you know you can get yourself to where you want to be mm -hmm. for for the future. Right. Right. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I mean, talking about you know your biggest asset is you. Right. <laughs> but your biggest liability is you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about like the five voices, mm -hmm. you know, that being an entrepreneur starting up from scratch, there's some forward thinking or uh, like future thinking voices mm -hmm. that are more um, idea based, more, um, you know, just vision comes a lot easier to them. Right. And then there's some voices that are, um, you know, much more in the concrete rather than the abstract. Mm -hmm. They want to deal with concrete systems and processes and things like that. Right. And creativity and 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 creating something from scratch doesn't right doesn't sound good. So they're you know, the so. perfect person to go out and buy the business versus right. start their own. But, right. You know. But then you go look at the entrepreneur mindset of let's start something from scratch. Hey, I'm great at these ideas. Right. But I need. How do I create the systems? Because that's part of the process. Right. <laughs> but I don't like creating systems. I like creating vision and dreams, right? Right. <laughs> I have a product. People will love it. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, maybe that's uh, that discussion for another day. But, you know, maybe right. that's where business partner or a quick early hire early on to do the things that you're not good at. Right. You know, that, um, you know, just a, a, you know, some type of assistant, virtual assistant, or, you know, somebody to come alongside or you know, full-fledged partner. But, yeah, well, and, um, you know, that, and that looks like different things. We could talk about that at some point. And sometimes it just looks like a, an employee and helper. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of look at the fresh startup and you think, man, what a lot of work to, to develop a product or find sourcing and figure out how to, you know, put that in your retail space and resell it and create websites and marketing plans and, you know, develop a brand. You know, all that sounds like 
incredibly a huge amount of work, right? Right, right. You know, but then buying a business doesn't, I mean, on the surface, it might sound, oh, all that's in place. That's easy. Right. But then you're learning a system that's not yours. Right. And you're trying to figure out how do I put my thumbprint on this system because, well, I don't really like the way that works. And so how do I shift that? How do I make that easier? How do I make that better? How do I make that more profitable? Mm-hmm. And you already have people within that business. I'm assuming it you know, probably comes with right. employees right. or you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so these people are used to the old way. Right. And so now it's a, you know, it's a massive leadership undertaking of I have to learn the old system. Mm-hmm. I have to put my tweaks and my, you know, create new systems around that that are right. uniquely mine is because it's my business. Right. You know, at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. So right. now how do I train and get all these employees on board? And there's a transition and emotional, you know, shift for mm-hmm. them as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, neither is an easier path. Right. And I, when I was younger, my grandparents were in a business. I helped them run a business. And, and in the process of them transitioning into retirement, they sold their business. And we went through that exact thing where the new owners had a completely different vision, a completely right. different expectations of what the situation was. And, and we had the systems in place, at least we thought we did, for us. But when they came in, it was completely different. Right. And so... And what we did, what I didn't realize when I was younger was that that's okay because now it's their business and that's what Mm -hmm. they, their expectations are shifted to what they want, not necessarily what my grandparents want, had had wanted. Right. Because that, yeah, the issue of legacy and that of, you know, if you're selling your business, you're thinking, you know, I really want it to continue to see it accomplish this in the community or, right. you know, in the lives of the employees. I, man, I love my team that I'm leaving behind. I want to see them taken care of. Right. And you only have so much control <laughs> right. over that. Right. And, you know, and so that's a, that's a difficult position to be in, not, not just as the, the seller, but as the purchaser. You're right. You know, that you're also purchasing and, and buying somebody's legacy and mm-hmm. you can stomp on it. Right. Right, or, or you can set aside your own drive and passions to fulfill theirs. Right, you know neither of those options are good. So how do you how do you lead down that middle space, which right. is incredibly difficult? Well, and I mean to your point, right? So if I walk into a space that we've purchased it, and we're going to now um, utilize the current set staff, and then all of a sudden you you had a change one change or like one person decides to leave and you're bringing in a new person, but you're bringing them under your thought process and not their thought process. Man, I can't imagine what right. what that looks like to well, try and, to and I'm just cohesively thinking, bring those people in together to work. Right, right. And in those early days, if you lose a, a high-level employee who's doing a lot, right. now it's you right. in a system that you don't fully understand. Right. <laughs> and now you're hiring somebody to come in and do a position that you've kind of, we've lost grasp of what the old was and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that, that transition just gets rockier. Well, Um, and I'm, we've talked about this before too. And I know that we've done a previous podcast with, um, uh, vision and values and stuff like that. And I just like, it is, those things are so important and so integral to the culture of your business Mm -hmm. that when you started with your own shingle, you can dictate what changes or what needs to be changed and what, you know, bringing people along with your vision and that process is a lot easier versus, well, a lot easier in them in the, even though it takes longer time to get that established, but with something that's already established and trying to shift that, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't, 
uh, coming in and wiping the board and starting off fresh isn't always a good idea. Right. Right. Because right. we like, I mean, you know, it's probably easier to look at the entrepreneur journey and say, okay, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see that I'm making a profit in six months, but okay, people say it's going to be 12, 18, 24 months, whatever. Right. You know, it's going to take a couple years to get this off the ground. I get that. Right. It'd just be easier to buy a business because, man, I could shift that quickly. Right. It doesn't work that way. I don't think it does. It doesn't. I and mean, I th- I've been in nonprofit world for 20 plus years. Right. Um, it, it's like a cruise liner. Mm-hmm. I mean, an established business is a cruise liner. It's not a rowboat. Right. You know, or you're, you're kayaking, you stick one oar in the water, and suddenly you're going the wrong direction. You're like, right. oh, what did I do? I don't, I don't know what I did. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, established business is, is closer to like the cruise liner, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it takes a long time to 180 that boat. Yes. It takes a long time. And so when you look at an established organization and the the longer that's been around the more people mm-hmm. that are in it um you know even cut you have to consider customer base you have to consider you know everything involved um you're you're still looking at one to two years to shift the culture in an organization like that hmm. i wonder how many business owners who who purchase a new business to them but is already like a already built business and already mm-hmm. functioning business like the cruise liners like you said that's functioning and doing well and have gone in and tried to turn it around like they were turning around a rowboat and right. then right. realized that it was a cruise liner and it was just going to take a process mm-hmm. of, you know, because yeah. it's, I mean, you walk in as a, as, as an entrepreneur, I think many times we think we can try to make things happen a little faster than we can. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, we overestimate our ability. I think. Yes, I agree. I think, and it just, you quickly realize, you know what? It's okay to turn this slowly instead of trying to turn it overnight. Right. right. So, because I mean, I've I've you, watched in nonprofits, I've watched a um, uh, you know a, a pretty big decision. I've watched big decisions take as many as ten years. Wow. To work through in a an established. Well, and I know that we're the the things that we've been dealing with the nonprofit that we, you and I've been working on as well. You know, yeah. it's it's taken a lot longer than anybody ever wanted. But mm-hmm. I also know that. You know, the timing of things yeah. have just been, it's been good for what we've been doing, even though it's been a yeah. lot slower than anybody's I mean, really if, wanted. if business was only about product, technology, mm-hmm. systems, right. all the all the impersonal stuff, right? marketing plans, you know, this channel, that building, whatever, you know, right. if it was only about that, man, you can turn that on a dime. In, right. this, in this lease, open up here. I'm not going to be on Facebook anymore. I'm going to go to Instagram. Right. You know, you just stop and you just pivot and you go. Mm-hmm. But business involves people. Yep. You know, both not just yourself, but your team, your customer base. And when you involve people, right, which you can't avoid, right? Right. So, <laughs> you know, so true. It, it just adds on a layer of complexity that mm-hmm. um, we have to navigate. Right. And if we don't, if we, I mean, if we go back to the boat analogy, if you turn too hard too fast somebody's falling out of the boat. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the sailboat when the, when the boom, it's called a boom, I think swings yeah. around and Swing knocks, <laughs> knocks somebody out of the water. Yeah. You know, hopefully that's not you. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you never know. I mean, right. you could buy an existing business. You could start something from scratch, something shifts and man, the boom swings. And the next thing you know, you're, uh, all right, let's listen to another podcast. Uh, the leader called it stepping on a rake. Yeah. You know, and whack, you know, something cock, you know, nails you upside the side of the head before you even know it's there. Right. You know, and it just happens. I right. Mean, you know, there are, there are those unexpected things. And yeah. 
So this is this. Is, I mean, I've I've looked at many different businesses and just uh, it's something I was like, you know what, Jason, I I want to hash this out with you a little bit because I'm sure that somebody out there is listening and probably potentially thinking about purchasing a, bus, a business versus starting their own, and it's just yeah, it's definitely. I would say it's probably very individual. Individually, uh, yeah. each, pe- each person needs to make their own decision right, on whether right. that's a good thing for them or not, whether they purchase a business or whether they start their business. Because there's a lot that goes into both sides of that fence. And uh, the core values yeah. and, and the things that you and I have talked about before, um, it's just they're ingrained and they're huge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. either e- either side of that fence, whichever one you decide right. to take on, yeah, that culture is huge. Yeah. And then, you know, you said you would talk about this later, and I assumed in a different podcast, but now my thoughts are going to it, but about franchising. Yeah. That franchising seems like it comes to the table with, here's some developed systems, processes, products, you know, here's a a plan, um, you know, which sounds great from the entrepreneur standpoint, Mm -hmm. but just like buying a business, that's a system you have to learn. Right. You have to get ingrained in that. You have to understand it, and that takes time. Yep. You know, it's not just a month study and you're like, okay, now I can run it. Right. You know, it, it takes months and months to get that figured out. But then on the other side of it, you have the entrepreneur journey, journey too of mm-hmm. nobody in your community knows your brand. Right. You have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have, you know, it's it's a mix of both of those worlds. In it kind of is. And um, yeah. And, and it's hard to try to, in trying to figure out um, how that partnership works together is like, yeah. Is kind of another, added. and they may bring resources to the table. Totally, uh, but also the, I, I guess the benefit of a franchise is that it is a known brand, right? Potentially known brand, right? You know, if you're opening up a, um, oh, a, a, a steak and shake, you see that on the the billboards yes, on right? the interstate all yep. the time. You know, um, people they know about steak and shake, right? And if there's not one in their area, that that makes sense, right? But if you're opening up a um, you know a brand that hasn't reached your area yet. It might be in an industry that's familiar, mm-hmm. but they don't they haven't heard your name before. Yeah. Then then you are starting fresh from brand recognition, you know, making a presence in the community, and that's yeah. that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know. So you already have some things in place, but then there's some things you still got to work on. Yeah. So then you got to figure out which holes yeah. have been filled I mean, and which holes. There might be huge, great brand rep. Uh, reputation in Chicago. Right. But that doesn't mean anything in Indy. Right. Or, you know, Dayton or Cincinnati or right. <laughs> any, anywhere else, you know. And so um, you have to consider those things yes. as part of that. So uh, This is a great conversation because, you know, there's there are so many businesses that I see that are coming up for sale here recently and um, hmm. due to some different things. And, um, and you know, th- there's some shifting going on, it seems like to me. Um, that are going out there. So, and, which is going to create new opportunities for the right person. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, um, business is definitely one of those things. That's, it's, um, a living, breathing thing of its yeah. own. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, yeah. Um, so if you're, you're listening and you're thinking about this, this is, this is, uh, thinking about the video games that my kids played at one point where you had to go feed the dog yeah. You know, oh. it's just on your phone or your iPad, right? right? Yeah. Oh, oh, I got to go take it out and play. And if you don't do it within a certain time frame, the di- dog starts getting sick and right. <laughs> withers away. You know, I'm like, that's kind of morbid. But, right. <laughs> but that's kind of how the businesses run, too. Like, you right. got to you gotta, you gotta pay special attention to it every day. You got to come back to it. You got to do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, goodness. anyway, we that got us off track. I right. apologize. No, you're good. You're good. Well, it's and it's totally um, back to your point. Like it's a living, breathing thing, and it there's some shifts coming in mm-hmm. the in the economy that can potentially um, create value, and there's some things that will put the, some businesses in a position yeah. where it's just not going to work out. Right. Right. So, so I think it all just to kind of tie this all up then. Um, you know, if you're thinking about buying a business or you're thinking about starting from scratch mm-hmm. um, or you're thinking about franchising, um, I think it comes down to truly knowing yourself. That's a great being, observation. Being self-aware of going, here are my gifts. Here's mm-hmm. what here's what really excites me. Right. And here's stuff that maybe it doesn't excite me, but I know I can do it. And right. I can do it well. And here's the stuff that I can't do well. Right. And so being fully aware, well, we're never going to be fully aware, but being as aware <laughs> as, as mostly possible. aware as possible, yeah. right? Right. Of what we're able to do, um, you know, what, you know, where our strengths lie, right. um, you know, what, what would get us up in the morning. That's, I think that's inventory number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. And then inventory number two, I think, is um, uh, what you were saying about finances. Mm-hmm. You know, of, um, you know, what, what do you have to bring to the table on that? You know, right. uh, what does a loan look like? What's the potential of a loan? You know, what are the financing options? Um, you know, and, and, and what's what's the overhead out of the gate? Right. You know, because being an entrepreneur, you could you could potentially have a slower build mm-hmm. to the overhead right. versus walking into a you buy the business and you adopt the overhead. Right. Whether you agree with it or not, mm-hmm. you're you're right. in those leases, you're and, in those agreements. And some you know. of the and so that you know, that being said, you're adding more weight to that to that uh, shovel because of the fact that if you're gonna take out a loan to purchase that and you expect the business to pay for that and pay <laughs> right. for you. Right. Right? Like yeah. prior to you stepping in, it didn't have the cost of the business. It mm-hmm. had just the cost of the owner. Right. You know. But you have historical financials at that point. Right. Which to make a better informed decision. Right? Totally true. You know? Right. And Where if you're starting off fresh, you don't have any of that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then if you're a franchise, you come with a little, an additional financial uh, burden or payment, right? Right. You know, it's part of your overhead. Right. Um, but you also have a little bit more promise of results. You know, so there, there's track right. record there too to, to weigh in. So, yeah, you got to know yourself. You got to understand your finances because um, you can't really do it in a bubble. Right. You can't. I mean, if you're opening or buying a business, your your personal life is going to get impacted hugely on this. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, unless you're sitting on a million. And this is all the more reason why I think that, you know, <laughs> the tools that we throw out there, like, I think are just another great opportunity for people to recognize, like, hey, if you're thinking about diving into business, period whether for yourself for, or so even somebody else, like knowing yourself with these, you know, these self-assessments yeah. are a great opportunity to, hey, hit pause for a second. Um, Absolutely. You know, so we've, yeah. had, we've had people come in that have taken them and it's been a great time to have a conversation. It's been with, eye-opening for them. It really has. Yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. So, yeah. so if mean, you want to do that, the link is in the show notes. Every yep. every episode has a link to uh, the Five Voices Assessment. It's free, and yep, you actually free. get a free lifetime account to all of the leadership tools that Giant Worldwide has to offer. Um, and um, if you use that link, um, yeah, take that and find out know know a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. that would be that would be huge. It's a great starting um, point. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else to throw in the mix on this? Ah, I think we're good. We're we gonna go shopping for a business now. Uh, sure, why not? We'll do that right after lunch. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lunch first. Really? Priorities, right? Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for listening in today. Um, love for you to give us a like, a subscribe, a comment. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or know of a leader that you want to um, hear more about their journey on the podcast, shoot us an email. Let us know. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So, yeah. You guys keep uh, leading and serving out there. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.